Hello, handball fans. Welcome to the Uninformed Handball Hour. It's Chris here with a little intro before we get into the pod. Although the club handball season is over, you wouldn't know it with all the action going on at the moment. And here... On the Handball Hour, it's the beginning of a busy few days for us. With this podcast you're about to listen to now, as well as a couple of Morning Club episodes coming your way for all our Patreon fans. So if you want to get involved in that and hear what we have to say about the Champions League draw and the Excellence Awards from earlier this week, and then also the Under-21 World Championship happening right now, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash handball hour and support us to hear even more lovely content. But for this episode, we're going back in time a couple of weeks because right in between the two EHF Final Four events in Cologne and Budapest, Alex Kulash and I headed over to Michigan in the USA to take part in the American Handball Championship which was organized by Joey Williams, who was very kind to invite us over, not only to play with Detroit Handball, which we spoke about on the podcast, but you may have also seen on our socials from a few weeks ago that we did a live show uh, for the players in attendance, which was fantastic. Really nice way to spend the Friday evening. We all gathered and had a great time for a couple of hours chatting about handball in the US and unlike many of our episodes where we uh, we focus on the elite level here in Europe or worldwide we try to connect with the locals we brought in Joey Williams first of all the organizer of the whole thing to talk to us then we had JD or another friend of the podcast who told us some amazing stories from his time uh, with the various U.S. national teams over the last few years. And we did something a little bit special. We brought our alternative awards to the American Handball Championship and had a bunch of the uh, participating teams nominate their own players for these awards. So in the second half of the show, you'll also hear from Jacob Smith from Toronto Handball Club, from Michelle Niza from RIP, Beach Handball Club, Garen Christensen from the Canadian Beach Handball team, Kurt Schaefer from Columbus Armada, and Richard Hesketh from Detroit uh, give us their nominations and tell us a little bit about their own stories and, and their own teams as well. So a really enjoyable insight into uh, American handball at the moment, which uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about in the years to come as we build up to LA 2028. So yeah, a bit of a different one. It's with a live audience as well, so a real good time. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. On with the show.
<laughs> and we are getting more chairs for people in the back. Chairs. There we go. All right, welcome everyone. Alex, you should stand I'll up, stand. baby. Because we stand. have. I mean, honestly, we had 50 chairs here, and we thought there'd be about 12 people. So, <laughs> and uh, when it was at nine o'clock, there was nobody here. But now look at you all. So it's wonderful to have you all come, and wonderful to be invited to be a part of this. So thank you to Joey Williams for that. Tell us a little bit about who we are and why we're here. I will, I will. First I'll say that we're just going to have to shout. We don't have any mics. Yeah. So um, we're going to shout. We're and so are you when and a lot of you come up on stage as well over the next So hour this will be an interactive show to an extent. We'll try that. Uh, but we are the Uninformed Handball Hour. Uh, give us a cheer if you've ever heard of God. us. Yeah. All right. That's good. Give us a cheer if you've actually listened to one of our podcasts. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We'll take that. Okay. And uh, no cheers about who hasn't heard of it. But now you will. Now you will. So, my name is Alex Gulesh. Uh This is Chris O'Reilly. And we have a third member that's not here because he travels every weekend to see his girlfriend. So, he chose that yeah. instead. Someone's got that in recording. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's our funniest member, so you're missing out. You're yep. missing out. Yeah, what what can we say? Well, I'll introduce Chris first, uh, for anyone who doesn't know Chris. Chris is a international handball commentator, a man on the scene. He gets recognized on buses in Sweden. <laughs> um, he has commentated on the Champions League final. He's commentated on the European Championship final? Have you done the world? Uh, yes, but not the final. Not the final. No, not yet. That's still not to come. Yes. And I just like handball. So that's, that's my role <laughs> in this. But isn't that, that's what's so fitting about this, I think, because we're doing it for a bunch of people who are all really just passionate about the sport. And that's what it's really nice to be a part of. And we got that big time today when we came to the championship. Do you want to close the door again there, Alex? The people who who came in were clearly born in a barn or something. Uh, uh, bloody Americans. Or Canadians! Canadians! Canadians. But where was I? Oh yeah, so it's lovely to, to share this with a bunch of other handball enthusiasts. We know, just like us, that most of you are paying money to play this sport and paying money to travel across the country or elsewhere and uh, coming in late to the show again. <laughs> I would have to be fair, you've been helping us. You've been helping us. And he's also watching the Nuggets and Heat game. I really didn't want to leave. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of reverse heckling here. We're going to be coming at you. Uh, but, <laughs> and what's really fun for us is, uh, as Alex said, we go to a lot of major events around the world. Last week, I was in Budapest at the Women's Champions League final where they broke a world record for the most amount of people watching a women's handball match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At, at 20,022 people. Jeez. And uh, here we were today playing one of the first games of the day in front of 22 people, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, clearly we didn't want any more people watching that game. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, for anyone who actually saw that game, it was bad. It was yes, bad. It was bad. <laughs> we were about to wrap up and, uh, and just cancel this whole trip. Yeah. Um, we got two more wins, so we're fine. Yeah, exactly. We're we started the day pretty slowly. Uh, the jet lag and drinks and three hours of sleep caught up with us. 
uh, and we got beaten by the Pickerington Panthers. Yes, uh, but we managed to get our own back against uh, DC Diplomats and uh, against Kentucky in the beach, which was a real shocker to everyone except. Well, no, to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, thank you to everyone in the uh, Detroit team as well who have taken us into their hearts hey. as well. So, we are also currently a little bit exhausted. We've played three games today. Give us a cheer if you've played three games today. Yay! Anyone with four? Four Yay! games? Standing, which is really. Yeah, someone get these in chairs. Yeah. You may lay down in the front as well, that's fine. Five games? Oh, wow. Uh, Joey, thank you for scheduling that so nicely in our favor. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been really nice. And you know, who needs like you know, thousands of people when you're in Holland, Michigan, a place that. Well, we didn't really know anything about it before coming here. Uh, turns out, like, we tried to find out a few fun facts about it. Uh, we learned about the Tulip, the Tulip Festival, Festival. Yep. That is. where there are up to a million visitors. Yeah, and it year. was ranked as America's third largest town festival and was named Reader's Digest Best Small Town Festival. Wow. And yes. Yeah, there you go. okay. There you go. And uh, it's also the home of a very uh, famous wristband. Yep, the well. city is the home to the church that started the trend of what would Jesus do bracelets oh, in yeah. 1989. So if you actually yeah, see the bracelet that you get for your food on the back side of it, what would Jesus do? That'll be there. Okay, where is it? No. Okay, anyway, we're not just here to talk about Holland, Michigan and how wonderful it is. Uh, we're here to do a little bit of interactive work with all of you as well because we wanted to make this unlike the podcast we usually do, which is about you know general things in world handball, but we're in a very specific place of the handball world, and we wanted to get a little, get to know the people here a little bit more. So we've got some things over the course of the show uh, to delve into that with you. But first, we have our first guest, uh, who's the man who's made everything possible here. Uh, so much so, is he still carrying chairs? No, he's available now. Joey Williams, everyone please give it a huge Now we're going to sit down like adults. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. I don't think I can stop. Can everyone, like, is it okay if we sit? Can you see yeah. and hear? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. You can stand. You can hear us. He's just reminding me that I'm under six foot, so. <laughs> Joey! First of all, congratulations for getting all of these people here to watch a live show on a Friday night when there's the NBA Finals going on uh, over there. That's really good going. So thank you. Oh, yeah, basketball. Um, but, I mean, for us, what was interesting when you invited us or, or came up with this whole concept was basically this is a pirate national championship. We're going right, right into yes. it. Right out of the game. This is going to be fun. Okay. So tell Give us a cheer if you're a fan of the U.S. Handball Federation. Give us a cheer if you're not. Good crowd work, Yes. So, Joey, what, take us through the story in the most, you know, palatable way possible. Oh <laughs> so, as you guys know, I love 
USA Team Handball. <laughs> so they do, I think, a great job of engaging people, of being straightforward with people, of, you know, just working hard, being good. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right. No, um, there, there's good people at USA Team Handball, and ultimately I think everyone cares about the sport. Everyone's trying to get the sport better in the U.S., um, but I think there's just different ways of going about that. And for a long time, and I think most of you guys will agree, everyone just kind of looks to USA Team Handball as like they're the only people that can do something sort of on a big scale like this. And after last year's Nationals, which we, we hosted, it was a similar event to this, but with USA, I kind of saw, um, you know, we don't necessarily need to just have the, the however many letters, USATH. The five letters attached to a tournament for it to be a good event. So that's kind of what inspired this um, this event, and and I'm, I'm glad. But it's, it's it. not because they moved it to some shithole in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> that played a little part yeah, in it. Yeah, that played a little part. Anyone in it. from Spokane? No. Yeah. So that was that yeah. the thing that kind of kicked it off for you then? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a spiteful and petty person okay. as well. So uh, yeah, when I saw that. We weren't, so typically, you guys might remember, like, in the past, Open Nationals, you know, it'll be at Myrtle Beach one year and the next year. Should I give all the details? I don't know. What do you guys what? think? Yeah, I'm should we go in? Okay. All We're doing a live. If you were here at the tournament last year, um, you know, it was a similar vibe to this. It was on a college campus, pretty new, pretty innovative. A lot of hard work went into it. The night before the tournament, I learned that um, breaking with precedent, we were not going to receive the second year's bid before the tournament had even begun. So I got that information via email, not even a, a phone call, face-to-face -face conversation. So yeah, we were, you know, a little bit upset. So uh, that at that moment was kind of when I decided okay. this is where it's going to happen. So. And then how did you make it happen then? So how did you gather this many people from around the whole of the U.S. Uh, to this beautiful, beautiful town of Holland, Michigan? That's a good um, question. For a competition. That's a good question. So I think, uh, I think I know most of you guys, right? I, I'd say we're, it's a pretty tight-knit community. Um, if you love handball, then uh, I think you're cut from a similar cloth as most people. So I just reached out to my friends, and my friends all said, uh, you know, let's do it. So shout out to you guys, man. You guys are the ones yeah. that made this happen. So. Did they come after you, USA team? They don't have the sand to come after me. I would love right, it. No, I'm just kidding. No, no they didn't. No, there's nothing they can do. No, but the, there was no discussion, no saying, hey, why are, you, why are you doing this? Why are you taking teams away from us? Um, well, I don't think I necessarily took teams away because we're – that. Their nationals was a month ago, so I think we're. I mean, we can coexist, but how many of you went to Spokane? Uh, for those of you listening, zero hands went up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but maybe half the room, right? The other half, you, you didn't have a national championship tournament to go to, so I think this maybe filled that void. I don't know. We'll find out on Sunday, I guess. Nice. And. So you, we've known each other the last couple of years, actually meeting in person uh, in Budapest, in Cologne. You've been super active in trying to make connections between Detroit in particular and clubs in Europe. You put so much into this, also probably at your own expense. Like what, is, what inspires you about all of this? I might get in trouble for this, but okay. I learned that you can use student loans not for 
for tuition. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe the IRS might hear this. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, okay. So, what, what's the driving factor for it for you? Why do you want to? Why do you want to give these opportunities for people to go abroad? We've spoken to. We spoke to Jay yesterday. He went over to. Uh, went over to sporting last year. You've brought people over to Vesprem as well. You're clearly a very charming guy, and you get along with everyone very well over in Europe. But what, what is the, what's the motivation for you? What's the inspiration? It's a ton of fun. Honestly, that's like, at the end of the day, meeting you guys, like doing stuff like this, hanging out, um, there wouldn't really be those, those types of opportunities if, you didn't, if I didn't just kind of put myself out there. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what's been the, the driving force behind it, just seeing kind of how far I can, I guess, you know, not fake it till I make it, but yeah. like, you know, just do fun stuff yeah. like this. So it's, yeah, we, we kind of noticed just how great of a community this is. Um, well, we, we grew up playing in Ireland, which is also a similar case here where uh, it's a small sport, you, there's a tight-knit community. This is spread out a little bit bigger than Ireland. Uh, as the country A few is. more people, as, as the country, the country is. is. Yeah. Um, and it, no, it was the hope that, you know, by continuing these, these tournaments, you build out this community and support it. So do, do you plan to continue these type of tournaments? I, I, that's the plan, um, but so long as like, it's fun. Like, are you guys having fun so far? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so as long as we're having fun, like that's, that's the main motivation. So as soon as it stops being fun, I think for, for me or for everyone, I mean, we can change course then, but so far so good. And something that's quite interesting, in the USA in the last few years, basically since you, you, the country, LA in particular, was awarded the Olympics in 2028, was been a lot of discussion about how the sport is gonna grow in the US, how they're gonna develop these national teams. This feels very different to that. It's like, you've got everything that's happening on the, the elite, like the national team level, and trying to grow the sport in some ways, but this, these are like the people who are maybe left behind by all of that, because I always think there's, a vision for the future and they're like oh we need to basically get a bunch of germans in or for the men's team or get a bunch of uh <clears throat> teenagers who are going to be somehow olympians in five years time yeah whether that however that happens in five years is kind of uh irrelevant to what's happening here and the community here do you feel or uh, is that the feeling here that they're almost completely disconnected? I think a little bit. I don't think it necessarily needs to be antagonistic, right? Like, I think we want to see Team USA uh, beat Team Canada, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But, even for the Canadians. What was the, what was the score in a women's match a couple of days ago? Oh, yeah. Hey. Whoops. No. Yeah, good point. Good point. A little, we're a little ways away from an Olympic medal. But you know what? Just a little thought experiment, too, I like to think about is let's say in 2028 we pull uh, the biggest miracle in sports, USA wins the gold medal. That could, because I think that's what all the resources is going to. Right? Yeah, exactly, right? Well, let's suspend reality. Suspend reality for a moment and just think to yourself, like, what happens like the next day, okay? There's a team of 16 guys who have Team USA on their shirt who have a gold medal. And that's, that's all that would achieve, yeah. right? When I think really what everyone wants is like more participation, more people watching the sport, more people following professional teams, right? I would venture to say 
with a few exceptions, like the Dream Team in the 90s, like more people follow the NBA than they do USA basketball, right? So I think it's good intentions, but just not placed in the, in the, right, in the right place, if that makes yeah. any sense. And, you know, there's been a couple of similar examples the last couple of decades, right? So you had Sydney in 2000 with the Australians, again, a very like sporting mad country where handball was voted the uh, most popular sport by fans at Sydney 2000, a country that has no idea about the sport. Um, thousands of people were trying to get into the sport afterwards. They were calling up the federation, but they had not thought about that at all. And there was nobody there to answer the calls, nobody there to answer the emails or the letters back in 2000. <laughs> when they were writing <laughs> the facts, the, the carrier pigeons. And uh, they just lost all these people because there was no, nothing set up for afterwards. London 2012, they've done an amazing job in the UK. And you'll see the benefits of that, I think, probably in 15, 20 years. But hundreds, thousands of schools playing this sport now. It feels like that's the thing that whatever happens with the, the two teams playing, the men's and women's national teams, that there needs to be something put in place for afterwards. All of you people, if you're staying in the US, to also like be the coaches for the next generation. Because without all those volunteers, all those people to, to capture those people with the interest, it'll be like Australia again. Absolutely. And I think there's like a, a um, so I, I played a sport called lacrosse, right? Not a very popular sport. At least it wasn't, right? But uh, there's kind of a philosophy in the sport of like, if you play it, you have to give it back in yep. some way, right? And I think that um, that sentiment needs to be a little bit more popular in, in the handball world. Just giving back in the sense of, you know, trying to just get kids to play or trying to just start a club or do something like this, like just sacrificing something so that future generations can have it a little bit easier than, than you did. Um, but yeah, I don't, to, to, to kind of answer your question about what needs to be done, like, I don't know. Obviously it's going to be, I think, a, a big bump in popularity for handball, right? As it is every four years. Um, but then you got to ask yourself, like, what is that, what's that demand actually? So like those people who are calling the Federation, are they calling to, like, are they adults like us wanting to play? Are they parents wanting their kids to play? Are they adults who want to watch the sport? Yep. Right, because those are kind of three different, for lack of a better term, like products that that can be offered to to the public. So it's a matter, I think, of addressing what what that demand will look like, and then putting something in place that will meet it efficiently. I think. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, first day today? I thought it was great. What did you guys think? How, how did, hey! first did anything go terribly wrong? Uh, absolutely nothing. It was no. perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, here we go. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, thanks for yeah, yeah, yeah. So last night, Alex and I uh, flew in from Boston uh, late last night. We got in about half past 11 in the evening, and uh, Jay picked us up. Jay is a saint for picking us up at half past 11 at night. For a three-hour drive. For a three-hour drive across from Detroit mm -hmm. to here. Uh, but he said, we have to make a stop-off on the way. And I was like, oh, why? He's like, we don't have any balls for the tournament. <laughs> My bad. So we're going to bring the ball. But do you want to pass on the blame to anyone else? Nope, no, absolutely not. Okay, just you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I will imagine, imagine coming this morning, right? Uh, and we're like, oh, wait. We don't have any balls to play with. 
Well, we could have just gone to like a sporting goods store, right? Oh and yeah, bought, bought some handballs, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah, easy yeah, to yeah. do of here course. in the US. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just have a lot of resin and be just plenty of resin. So oh, yeah. so like we could have just made this a big TikTok shoot and just put a bunch of you know resin <laughs> on the ball and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. No, all good. All good. Uh, really impressed. And uh, before we let you go, then what are your what are your dreams then for this event over the next couple of years? What would be like the perfect? Not not talking about having like best Bremen Barca here, but if you want, that'd be kind of yeah, cool. What, what what do you think is is possible for this tournament? Uh, I think we just keep getting bigger and bigger rooms for the uninformed handball hour podcast. You know, <laughs> maybe move up. Uh, into a theater maybe or some more chairs in the, we will have an interval very shortly as well where you can get more drinks and do some thinking yeah. is something we want to do for you but uh and maybe we'll get chairs for people standing uh but yeah besides accommodating us what would you like to see let's just keep having i can't swear yeah let's just keep fucking having fun like i don't know like let's just keep doing it keep enjoying it Make it something to look forward to every year. Like that's the dream. That's the dream, honestly. Yeah. For this, at least. I keep coming back to Holland, or maybe I don't yeah. know. Do you guys like Holland? Like, nice. So far, so good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, Spokane. How about Spokane? No. <laughs> Can we do it during the Tulip Festival? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> May. May time. Tulip that's Festival. The we'll go. shoot for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then you are. Uh -oh. Yeah, Ah, maybe funny. next year. Maybe yes. next year. Thank you. What am Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we go into this. Okay. So before we let you go and get some more drinks. Oh, you can sit down. We can talk to yeah. you. Oh yeah, we can. We're okay, just going to come closer to you. Yes. So we have this thing on the podcast for every major championship we do called the Alternative Awards, because honestly. We're not so impressed with the usual all-star team stuff at major championships. They're decided by old men who don't really know the sport. Uh, and then we, we try to make it a bit more interesting by giving very specific awards. And we decided it would be fun to also have that here, uh, to honor or shame some of you. <laughs> and we will have actual awards, yeah. uh, but we want to, we'll, we'll go through these awards and what they mean and give you a chance to think about it. So we've had a first day already. So you'll be able to think of some of the favorites for some of these awards. But we also want to make this a bit interactive and to get to know the teams that are at this tournament. So we're gonna give a little task during the interval where you can get lots of beers, some nice drinks, chill out, but also get together with some of your teammates and nominate some players like this. for these awards. There's some yeah. sheets where you can nominate players. And then nominate someone from your team to come up here to give, give a bit of insight into the team, give a bit of insight into the players the and yes. the people that are uh, involved in the tournament. <laughs> so, uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, and there'll be plenty of time to discuss this in the interval. <laughs> so there's six, six awards, and I know that one team has eight players, so you're, you're, you're pretty good. Yeah. Cool. And that team destroyed us, so you're doing pretty well. <laughs> but this will be nominees, so you, like, you don't have to fill in all of them, but you can, I mean, I'm sure there's some teams that have a fitting person for each of them. And then we'll talk about it, and then by the end of the weekend, we will have the actual award winners for each of these. So we'll start with our favorite one. It has to be the favorite one. And, I mean... Some people here maybe don't know European handball players too well, but we're going to give you a bit of an insight into this person. And the award 
is named after a player, a Hungarian player. It's called the Adrian Sipos Award for Excellence in Shithousery. That's the bald guy. guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so originally, this was named the Adrian Sipos Award for Excellence in Brutality, which gives you part of the award. But we thought that's too it's too much. You don't want to reward people who actually injure other players. No. Who really hurt other players. What you want to reward is that perfect player who gets in an elbow that the referee doesn't see. Who you know, is great time wasting. Is it like you know he could roll over a little bit after getting hit? Knows how to knows how to get away maybe, with maybe things. a little bit of a dive. You know yeah. the player who shoots just here, yeah. but he knows he's going to shoot here and get away with it. Yeah. So basically, uh, a cheeky bastard who's just really, <laughs> really like really good at getting away with it. I'm pretty sure every team can come up with someone for that. So that's the Adrian Sheposh uh, Award for excellence in shithousery. The next one I think is also very fitting for both our, where we come from, and also for the USA, because we saw a lot of examples of it today. It's the Random Rocket Award. So this is someone who you don't always expect to have a brilliant shot, but just then out of nowhere, just pings one beautifully from nine meters into the top corner, <laughs> right? Who, yeah, you, you're just like, what the fuck? How did that person that do that? Uh, every, and every then, team. you know, they can do it continually. That can be part of their skill, that, yeah. that random rocket is a weapon. The Iron Face, Alex. Take the the Iron Face Award. And today, to be fair, I don't think I saw too many Iron Faces. And that, that usually goes to a goalkeeper who gets absolutely someone's being pointed over there. smashed <laughs> in the face. Um, that can go or to defender. a defender. Or a defender. Yeah. Uh, or a really, really unlucky, unlucky attacker or winger. Someone who's just like waiting on the wing and just goes and misses the ball. To, to be fair, I, actually, you know, I've, Which I've played with Chris for... Eight, 18 years, I think. Yeah. So we played on the same teams. Well, well, we started in Ireland on the same team when I was 12. Um, Chris was originally my coach, uh, and then I was his captain on the Irish team. And uh, over those years, we developed a beautiful chemistry. But there has been moments where I have been on the line with my hand out here, hand out, waiting for a ball. And Chris, he has a beautiful arm on him. He has, he has a strong arm. And he likes to give a really strong pass to the line that instead of going to my hand right here, comes to the place where my hands could have been. Right should, here. Should be. Should maybe. be. Should, should be, be, maybe. Yeah. Some say should be. Hand up here, defender here, beautiful 100 kilometer an hour shot into my face. So uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've been an iron face in my yeah. life. So many options for an yeah. iron face award. The next one is a more complimentary one. Uh, it's a Swiss Army knife. So this is for somebody on your team, and we saw a few examples of that today. Somebody on your team who can do absolutely everything. Someone who is a center back in defense, who's taking the hits, stealing the balls, can go out to the wing, score spin shots, can go in or, goal if needs Or like to. JD, be, be in goals. Yeah. Yeah. Get a save, yeah. get a goal. It's a bit of a blunt Swiss Army knife, but it, it works. <laughs> <so it's laughs> and, that, and that's the beauty of the Swiss Army knife. The Swiss Army knife is not necessarily the best player on the team. Yeah. Because, you know, there are specific knives. It's not, a Swiss Army knife is not as good as a beautiful Japanese crafted butcher knife. But 
when you're camping, that is exactly yeah. what you need. Yeah. You don't want that Japanese crafted uh, butcher knife. Yeah, so that's the Swiss Army knife. Uh, the opposite of that, then, is the butter knife. Somebody, <laughs> somebody who can only do one thing. But is really good at yeah, that one thing. It's yeah. like no one else can do this one thing absolutely perfectly. So that's the butter knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely nominees for that. And again, that can be a really good thing. It's somebody who uh, can only save uh, with their head, or like a kick save up really high, or someone on the wing who can only take spin shots. <laughs> um, not in Beach Handball, that is, of course, uh, encouraged. So finally, uh, this is one we've come up with, uh, inspired by someone we saw today, actually. We're not going to tell you the, the heat of the moment. Yeah. Yes, so tell us about that, Alex. Well, the heat of the moment is, um, yeah, we originally had it as uh, best freakout. So we, we kind of, we, we went away with that. Yeah. We went with heat of the moment. I think that's a bit friendly, but it can be, it can be a positive and a negative. It can be a positive and a negative thing. The celebration, the celebration is heat of the moment. Yeah. The punch in the face that gets a red card can also be heat in the moment. Yeah. You decide what you want to celebrate in your in your teams. Exactly. So, is that clear for everyone? Yep. Yeah? Okay. Right, so we have these papers uh, at the back there. And uh, we'll take an interval for about 15 minutes or so. So go grab a drink, go grab your teammates. And we'll be back shortly with part two. podcast member thought his first name was actually just two letters. Wild. JD. Wild. Wild. <laughs> JD is America. Anything's possible in America. It actually stands for? I can't tell you that. Julian Donald. Julian Donald. No wonder you went for yep. JD. 100%. 100%. Okay. Alright, 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 you reprobates. Everyone sit down. It's gonna get go. rowdy. Oh. Okay. Go. For now. Before we get started, this is our podcast. Yes. It is available on your favorite podcast uh, platform. If you don't follow us right now, at least do. Follow us. You got a lot of money, join the Patreon account. Even if you have a small amount of money, you can support us. And even if you don't want to listen, just subscribe because it's good for us anyway, because it automatically downloads. Yes. Okay. Uh, so. JD requires no real introduction here. Yep. But if you were to introduce yourself in 10 seconds or less, what would you say? Holy cannoli. Uh, I'm a big, big handball fan uh, all over America. Do just about everything. Oh, that was six. Very good. All right. Okay, so we have JD up not only to, to kick off the round of nominations for the Alternative Awards, but also to do uh, something a bit different. Because you, again, a bit like with Joey, we've met in Europe. Uh, you with the U.S. national mm -hmm. team, and uh, safe to say, in your time with the team, you've had some ups and downs, and you've had some downs. A lot of downs. And so we initially said we were going to have three of each, but uh, I could, I could correct, I could try, I could come up with some other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but it seems like the two downs There's definitely two are going to take up enough time. Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll have two downs, and yeah. let's at least yeah. have one up. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's some okay ups. So give us a little okay bit of context here with your involvement with the national team. When did it start? Yep. So, uh, I, yeah, it's been quite the ride. Um, so I started playing handball in 
like a little kid in middle school. Uh, my parents took us to a summer camp. That's where I learned how to play. It became our neighborhood game. Got to Ohio State, watched 2012 Olympics. Sat there, why do they not have a team? Uh, went to their club sports list, figured out what it took to start a team. Started one uh, within, at the, at the meeting that we were, uh, you know, all the presidents went to to learn about starting the team. Uh, the guy sitting directly next to me was with some church group or whatever, and he's like, do you know Mark Ortega? And I was like, I've heard of the guy, like, don't really know anything about him. He's like, oh, that's my brother. And he just moved back to Columbus from playing professionally. And I was like, oh, well, that's perfect timing. <laughs> um, and so Mark kind of helped catapult our club, and he got me onto the junior national team. Um, and I went to Guatemala and Sweden in a, like, two-month span uh, with the junior team. It was, and from that point, I was hooked. Uh, and there really was no going back from there. So when I obviously was not capable of being on the senior team because I don't play in Europe professionally, um, I aged out. And so I got into coaching because we just don't have any coaches. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that we talked about earlier that need to get people involved on the volunteering side. And so um, I asked around where I could help coach. And I coached the junior team uh, where I coached Joey uh, in Paraguay. So we had a good time down there. Um, and then I've coached some with the senior Joey's team. Joey's younger than you. Yep. Well, only two years. <laughs> I think he's only two years younger. But, uh, yeah, so I've done some coaching with the senior team. Um, and then I've had a, an emergency goalie uh, situation where I played for the beach national team on a trip. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've covered quite a bit of ground um, with Team USA. I've served on the board of directors um, for, a, for a stint. I did my time. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> now, you're now, now we're done. Yeah. Now we're done. Okay, where would you like? Should we yeah, do so, like so one? We go what, one good, one bad, one good, one bad. What? Well, well, do you want to start? Okay, what well, do you want to hear? A uh, worst moment of JD's no, time, good or we start with a good one? Okay, okay, we'll start with a good start moment. Good. Okay. Um, so, uh, when I uh, when I was on the junior team, uh, I was they took three goalies, so I clearly was not going to get like any playing time. I don't know why we needed three goalies um, when we were going to lose all our games. Um, and so, like, I, even for our training camp, we were in L.A., and they didn't even have me play with the junior team. They had me play with Cal Heat. Uh, so, like, I wasn't even good enough to play for the team. But Cal Heat won the game, so I don't know. Say, say what you want about that. Um, but anyway, so we were down in Guatemala uh, for this tournament, and the first game is against Guatemala, host country. There's a decent number of people in the stands. It's a great atmosphere, and... Uh, we get a seven meter situation called. And the coach just looks down the end of the bench, he's like, JD, like, go in for this. And I hadn't done anything, like, at all with the team at this point. Because the training camp, I was with Cal Heat the whole time. I didn't do anything with them. So I get in there, and, uh, you know, I take the seven, save the seven. We get the rebound. Everybody's pumped. We're all excited. And I'm running off the court because I did my job. But we spent so much time celebrating that we got called for a three-second. So then I was backpedaling all the way back to the goal. I slam into the goal post as the guy with the ball is shooting it. He sends it over the goal. So I go collect the ball. I'm all disoriented. I just throw it right back to him again. And so, so like, then there's only one guy left to defend him. It's a boo, and he like, just shoves him away, and the guy shoots it, misses the goal again. I take a deep breath, get it to a boo, and I never see the court again. But I have 100%, 100% international save percentage. And I, uh, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my good, good time. So, uh, uh, for a moment, I was like, wait, where's this going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a bad turn. My only job on the team uh, was to basically be the team hype guy. So, yeah. every time I'd be at the end of the bench writing a rap song, 
about our team's game. <laughs> I had a piece of paper. I was just clearly just writing it down. Yeah, so on the do, bus do ride Do you home, remember any um, of the rap songs? And one of them was filmed, so it's on Facebook. I share it every now and then as a memory. But it's uh, it's pretty it was pretty entertaining. So you got like, any bars for us? It was built strong. Uh, oh, well, see. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, I'm trying because they had everybody's name in there and stuff like that, and, and so uh, I'd yell random stuff. So like, oh, I know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I still yell. It's really complex. Yeah, it's, really, yeah, it's a lot. It's really complicated. <laughs> You know, yeah, but uh, so yeah, that's a, that was a good moment, I'd say. Next um, bad moment. Uh, <laughs> we can go with like the lesser of the. We'll say the, yeah. the bigger bad moment here. So um, done a lot of trips with Team USA, uh, a lot of different stuff. Uh, I don't know if Joey's still here or not, but uh, the trip to Paraguay was honestly like one of the more miserable trips I've ever had. Uh, so it was the Junior National Team Pan Am Championships uh, for handball. Um, we were in Asuncion. First night we get there. All night long, just gunfire, like just, just, and the kids are like, "Hey, coach, like, uh, there, is there like a festival? There's a lot of fireworks." So I'm like, "Yep, yep." <laughs> so all, all good things here, all good things. And so, you know, uh, we go to the gym the next day. We're walking around. There's, you know, it's a wooden paneled floor. There's chunks of the wood just missing, just nails sticking up on the floor. Uh, there's just cats walking around the court. Uh, I'm, I'm doing like film and video and there's just like a half-eaten sandwich up in the stands that I'm sitting next to. And um, so it just, you get the vibe of where we're at. Uh, and so throughout the week goes on, we're playing and uh, we get to this one point in time where um, it's probably like day three and they tell us that none of the plumbing in the hotel works anymore. And so everybody at this point has had, you know, some water or something like that. So the diarrhea has started. Um, and so you got like four guys in a room just, just, and it doesn't flush. So it's just, just piling up. And so then, so then you go to turn on, you go to turn on the faucet in the sink and it's just brown. And then you go to turn on the, the shower and it's just brown. And then you go to the pool on the roof and it's brown, and the whole, the whole, all the teams are staying in this hotel, and this is like day three. And everyone has. The Everybody's got it. <laughs> Everybody's got it. Except Paraguay. Uh, they were not at the hotel. Exactly. Yeah. So they, yeah. Genius. Now we'll get, we'll get to that. That's, we're not done with that. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. That's an interesting point. Um, and so uh, as the week goes on, we didn't shower for four or five days. You know, it's Paraguay, 100% humidity. We are like practice in the morning, game in the evening. We're just disgusting. And uh, we ended up finishing a very unfortunate uh, fourth place because in the third place game against Chile. How many teams? Maybe. That's better than yeah. I expected. I thought yeah. it was gonna be four. Um, but uh, yeah, there we had a, we had like I think in that game there was like seven red cards. It was wild. It was wild. Um, so, anyways, the the bigger problem though is on the way home was you know obviously we're just absolutely disgusting and we smell but i was pretty responsible for one kid that was coming out of columbus uh and he you know he, we both were flying from columbus i was kind of like his you know, dad in that sense well we're on the plane ride home and they're like uh mr wheeler we need you to uh, leave the plane right now and i was like uh what I get up with him, and they're like, "Sir, we need you. We've we've targeted your bag as having a foreign object on it. We need you to uh, take this object out of the bag." And we're like, yeah, "We've designated it as a potential explosive device, kind of thing." And we're like, uh, "What?" And so he, we, they took his bag off the plane, and like we're holding up the plane and all this stuff, 
And they open up his suitcase, and he had his ball in his bag, and they thought it was a bomb. <laughs> and so, like, we had literally, like, we missed our connecting flight then because oh. that flight was delayed. And so uh. then it took, like, probably, like, I don't know, 36, 40 hours to, to get home after not showering for four days. Yeah. So That was Sebastian Wheeler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to so, deflate your yep. ball. Oh, we oh, deflated the ball. Deflate your ball. That's a big note for everybody there. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, that was that was one of those that... But uh, not the worst one. That was not the no, worst wow. one. Not so, the worst on, one. So we have a, another, another good another one. Another good one. Um, and I, as we were thinking, I talked about some other. So I got like, we'll do two quick twofold yeah. good ones. Uh, so one... <laughs> Uh, we were, and I, I almost texted, I might have texted you about this one earlier, but, uh, so earlier this year, I got asked to go do some like photo and press stuff for the national team as they had prepped for world championships. They had a tournament, uh, in Norway and I, I'm just a regular guy, just like everybody else in this room. I don't know anything about taking pictures. I don't know anything about interviewing people. I don't know anything about you know social media or anything like that. And I had a full press pass to do whatever I wanted at this tournament. It was absolutely awesome. We could walk around and, and have a lot of fun. I got to interview uh, Saunders Augustin, asked him when he'd be coming to the U.S. Uh, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't too keen about that. He said it maybe one day. But uh, uh, a lot of the guys on the Norway team were like, yeah, I'd, if there was a pro league, I'd move to Miami. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, okay. We'll, Messi we'll and keep, Sagesen. We'll, keep that, we'll, keep that in, we'll keep that in mind for later. But uh, it was an absolute blast. I mean, just being around – the handball world you can get involved with such people at the highest level with really no it's not like here where you look at these nba games like there's no way you're having a conversation with Jokic. there's no way you're having a conversation with jimmy butler i and i again i had a press pass whatever but i'm still a nobody so it's like to be able to be a part of that uh, it's very cool opportunity that's, that's so. just my whole life basically yeah, yeah. I, I was friends with chris and then <laughs> here we are interviewing the top players in the world but then uh the other one jd or and that's where i was really you know i listened to the podcast and things like that and we had a tournament in ireland and then who picks me up but Alex and I'm like, oh, I'm in the car with Alex, and then uh, we meet up with Chris, and then uh, the place we stayed at. Uh, if you guys never been to Ireland, the potatoes there, ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. Recommend. One of the best potatoes. I, I'm not kidding. At breakfast every day, these potatoes were on a different planet. So, um, so yeah, that would be some some good moments. Okay. So. I feel like there's a, a really juicy finale. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one I, I recorded on our own podcast in several instances. Uh, I've done it in some other podcasts, but some people have told me that this should be like a Wall Street Journal story or whatever it may be, but. Um, we had World Championships 2021. Well, your, your mother or? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was. 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 She Free, pe- free ticket, basically, Team USA did. Um, and we had our pre-tournament training camp in Denmark. And so we were there for, for two weeks, having a good time, whatever it may be. Um, kind of midway through the week, I start getting a, a cold. And uh, it's winter time in Denmark, like, whatever, you know. And the other coach, the other people were like, hey, you, you should go get tested. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I go get tested comes back positive and they're all just freaking out because they nobody at the testing center had seen anybody positive yet nobody really knew what to do 
So everybody's freaking out. So I go into lockdown. Um, everybody else gets tested. Only one other person came back positive at that time. So it's like, okay, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll keep going. Get get everybody isolated and safe. So I lived in this uh, my room for for two two more days, and then we were supposed to have everybody ship out to Egypt. Um, so the morning we're we're gonna leave, we get our. Um, I don't even remember what they're called anymore. The more correct PCR, test. PCR tests uh, take longer. So the whole team gets done. They're like, JD, you, you should just get one done anyways. And I was like, okay, fine. And so um, I get the PCR test done, and I think I went to bed. What was it? I don't know. So they, we're, we get the test done in the morning, whatever it may be. And I go to bed at 6 p.m. because Ohio State was in the national championship game against Alabama that night. So I was going to go to bed at 6, wake up at you know 1 a.m., watch the game, whatever it may be. So they bang on my door at 6.30 and saying, hey, you tested negative. Uh, you need to get your stuff ready because you're leaving tomorrow morning. And I was like, what? And I was like, what else happened? And they're like, oh, well, 19 of our 30 people tested positive, and you're the only coach that tested negative. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So um, you went from, like, COVID pariah to head coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, well played. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah. So, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. warfare. Um, so uh, from that point, I packed up all my stuff. My flight was out of Belund at 4 a.m. Uh, so I watched the first half of the game and whatever, and we had to get all, I was had to go to the technical meetings, so we had to get all the jerseys, all the other junk, and blah, blah, blah. Get on a plane. I have this letter saying, you know, hey, I tested negative. They're like, what, 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 all this baloney. Get on the next plane. I'm sitting there with, uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, he was, I'm totally blanking. Uh, Vieslander was sitting behind me on the plane. Uh, kind of an important player. One of the greatest yeah, handball yeah. players of all time. So I just talked with Swedish him. Swedish legend and also yeah. probably around, what, 55? Uh, yeah, late 50s. Yeah, late 50s. 50s. Probably yeah, not yeah. someone you want to give yeah. COVID to. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep, anyways. Um, so he was sitting having a conversation on the plane. Uh, and I was with, uh, like, we all get off the plane, and it's this whole big welcome to Egypt. It was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, oh, right, this is awesome. And they had you do two COVID tests. They had like one that was like gonna be like a rapid test and then the PCR test. And the one, you know, at this point we'd done so many COVID tests, but they did where they sh did the swab the back of your throat and then took the same one and shoved it to your brain. And that one was, that was, oh. I, everyone cried. Everyone cried. It was, it was terrible. But uh, so my rapid test came back positive and they're like, okay, well, you know, we're just gonna have you sit in this room until we get the PCR test. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. So here I am thinking all, all along that the lady that did my PCR test in Denmark just did it incorrectly. So I sit in this room. I'm in there for eight hours. Uh, nothing. No food. No water. Uh, armed gunman at the door. Uh, he didn't speak any English. Couldn't go to the bathroom. Same song on repeat. It was the song of the tournament. Um, there, was no, yeah. there was no Wi-Fi. So I had nothing. I just sat there. I sent a $10 text to my wife saying, hey, uh, just in case things don't go well here, this is what's going on. Um, so the guy, I regret nothing. I love humble. The, the other piece here is that as soon as I got off the plane, they all took our passports. So I have not had my passport this whole time. Um, and so, again, remember, I haven't slept now since 8 a.m. the previous day because, you know, I stayed, you know, I was going to sleep to watch the football game, and that didn't happen. But anyways, I can't sleep on planes. Not important, but uh, the guy comes back who took my passport. He's like, hey, so, uh, so you tested positive, and you have to leave the country right now. And I was like, okay. 
All right, so, and I kid you not, we walk out of this room, we walk out of the, the doors of the airport, and you would have thought it was right out of a movie. It's like 2 a.m. right now, it's just pitch black desert, and this van just comes and does a full power slide up. And he's like, all right, get in the van. I was like, no. <laughs> I, I, I've seen enough Taken movies, like, this does not end well. And uh, so, so we get, I'm only getting the van if he gets the van. So he gets the van. But then, and I'm sitting in there, and it's, like, super sketchy. And I'm looking around, and he gets out of the van. And so I'm, like, trying to look out the windows. All the windows are black, and I'm like, ah. And the guy, the driver's like, this is it. I was like, okay, all right, whatever. And we keep driving around. So now I'm looking around for stuff to, like, fight with. So there was, like, a glass bottle. I was like, I can, you know, like, <laughs> it, whatever may happen. Um, well, you had biological warfare on I already side. Did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a little, you know. And, uh... Guy opens the door. We eventually stop. I mean, we drove around for 15, 20 minutes, so I was like, I don't know. We're, I assume we're still at the airport, but who knows? It could be transferring me to another vehicle, and then now I'm gonzo. But uh, get off the plane. Guy, uh, guy's like, all right, get your bags. Get on this plane. And we're at the back of a plane. We're on the, the runway. I'm like, these are Is there check- other, other people on this plane? Oh, I don't know yet. So this is a, I, have, I, have, I have two giant check bags, so I have all of the jerseys. And I'm like, these aren't going to fit in the overhead bin, sir. And he's like, get up there. And I was like, okay. So I take it up there, and I tell them. the jerseys. I, like, I, tell, I tell the flight attendant, I'm like, these aren't going to fit. She's like, yeah, these aren't going to fit. So she's yelling at him in English. He's yelling at her in Arabic. It was like a whole big mess. And I'm like, okay, so where, where do you want me to sit? And I look, and again, this is like 2.30, 3 in the morning, completely full flight. Like, and I, again, remember, I just tested positive COVID, and it's completely full flight. And she's like, you can sit here. And there's like one row empty in the back. There's like one three-seat set. I was like, okay. Um, and then I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, so uh, can I – do you have my passport? And she's like, no. And I was like, can I uh, – guy, i got to go find this guy with my passport. So I run off the plane, and I'm just running around the tarmac. Um, and there's the guy with my passport, like, just way over there. I'm like, Dave, dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, here you go. I'm like, you're just going to let me get on this plane without my passport. And uh, so we get back on. I asked the flight attendant, like, so where are we going? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't, I don't have a ticket. Like, like, <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't have a ticket? I was like, I just told her to get on this plane. <laughs> she's like, are you crazy? I was like, I, yeah, I don't know. She's like, we're going to Frankfurt, Germany. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so she's like calling other people now, like, uh, what is this guy's deal? So then she's like, okay, he tested COVID. You have to wear this mask. I was like, okay, uh, noted. Um, so... Throughout the course of that flight, some other luckily, I don't know, not luckily, but some other lady just like passed out or something like that. And so the, <laughs> we, we get, we get, we land in Frankfurt and they don't even get to the jet bridge. They stop. The medics come to deal with that lady. But then they also like looking at me. They're like, okay, you're like medically fine. Uh, you have to go with the police now. So then the police like escort me in front of everybody off the plane. Uh, and so then they interrogated me for like two or three hours. And they're like, why are you here? And I was like. I don't know. You tell me why I'm here. <laughs> and uh, they're like, "We, you tested positive for COVID. Like, why are you coming to Germany? I was like, you don't have any proof that I tested positive for COVID. And they're like, well, we have reason to believe because the Egyptians never gave me a report. So I still have my report from Denmark saying I tested negative. I'm like, all right. So I have this evidence that I can leave. So let me go to America. And they're like, no, no, no. You know, Germans being... Germans, there was no, it's black or white, you know, and that's it, you know, Stefan's tearing me down, like, that's what it was, he was a very direct cop, and uh, so he's like, you can either uh, go into isolation now, or retest, I was like, hey, let's roll the dice again, you know? <laughs> so, so, I got my, like, police entourage, like, four cops with me, walking through the whole Frankfurt airport to this testing center, and we get the test done, and then they just had to babysit me until we got the results back, the results were inconclusive, had to go get tested again. So now it's been like, 
I don't know, 14 hours to the second shift cruise there, and they're in full hazmat suits. <laughs> like, I mean, you would have thought I was an alien or something at this point. Um, so they were like, okay, well, you tested positive. You got to go to, um, you got to go to quarantine. I was like, okay, so uh, they're like, what, where do you want to stay? I was like, I just want to stay at the cheapest place possible, and, you know, if I'm paying for it. They're like, okay, so you, and I kid you not, they said, do you want to stay with the crackheads? And I was like, let's go, let's go one, one level above crackhead, please. And uh, so then we, we get to the hotel. It's actually a very nice hotel, probably like five, four or five stars, four and a half. Uh, it was a solid, solid hotel. Um, anyways, I stayed there for six days. I did some stuff on Twitch, uh, legally streaming games and whatnot there. And then uh, uh, from there, I tried, when it came time to leave, I was working with our coaching staff to translate German to say, I need a letter to get out of here. Uh, the U.S. Federation wasn't going to let me leave for another two or three weeks because there was all this other baloney. Um, and so then uh, I get the letter from them. I talked to the hotel. They said, you're free to go. I checked one uh, flight I could get back to America. Except when I leave my room at 6 in the morning, they have the entire, like, elevators blocked off and taped and say, if you attempt to leave, it'll set off an alarm for the whole building. I'm like, okay, geez, at least. So I go back to my room. Well, they never activated my key card, so now I'm trapped in the hallway. <laughs> so then I send an email to the front desk, and they're ringing my phone in my, my room. I'm like, I'm locked out of my room. So the lady comes up. She just throws me a key card down the hallway because no one, I was the only person on my floor. And, like, there's an office building across from me, so I just sat there all week in my underwear just waving to people <laughs> doing work. And then uh, so from there, she's like, I'm the third shift manager. I don't know what your deal is, so wait for first shift. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll survive if we wait for first. First shift manager's like, yeah, you're free to leave. We just got to wait for the maintenance guy to come and deactivate the alarms. So he comes. I rip literally caution tape off the doors. I get out of there like, okay, hey, uh, you're good to go. Like, do you want us to call you a taxi? I'm like, no, I'm walking. Like, they're like, sir, it's snowing out. I'm like, I do not care. They're like, and I was like, do I have to pay or anything? Like, no, we don't even know your name. I was like, okay. There we go. And uh, so then, so then I, I walk to the airport. I tell my whole Sally Sob story to the airline. And they're like, okay, fine, whatever. Get this guy out of here. And uh, so then I land, I get this whole big mess, and my wife's like, hey, I got you a present. And I was like, I do not want a present right now. Like, I just, just, I just want to go home. And she's like, no, no, you got you to gotta open it. And I was like, no, we'll open it when we get home. She's like, open the bag. And I was like, okay. And it's just this dumb-looking bag. It was the dumbest. I don't know what it came in. And I opened the bag, and it was just a little USA Team handball onesie. And so that's how I found out we were having a kid. So... Sorry for the long story, but it's a, it's a full circle. <laughs> so yeah, real wow. roller coaster. Yeah. Wow. We all went on a journey today. That was a journey. Uh, that was a journey. Okay. So that, <laughs> we've gone through that. So yeah. Where do we go from here? To well, be honest, it's like the awards, of course. Yeah. We got the awards to do. Okay. The nominations. So we're gonna go through every every team who have uh, submitted nominations, but we're gonna start yeah. with uh, you, JD, and you're responsible. This time, you, well, who are you taking responsibility so for? I, I would say maybe do a, a couple of the awards. Oh, for the, right. the, <laughs> I, I mean, technically I'm responsible for like, um, I don't know, a couple teams, but I'm yeah. playing for one team uh, due to complications and communication. We did brought two teams. Uh, but I will be representing the Pickerton Pandas today. Yeah. Uh, subsidiary of the Columbus Armada. Big family. Um, anyways, uh, so our Adrian Sheeposh winner. We didn't really have one, but in one, in my opinion, uh, goes to Matt Bolger because he generates a lot of contact. He's Matt Bolger. Uh, yeah. So he he pretty much just 
instigates a lot of contact, so there's a lot of means for hitting. I wouldn't say he, he doesn't do a ton of dirty stuff, but there's just a he lot gave of, me an angry look in our game. Yeah, it's, 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 so good. Yeah. It's, it's like a good level. It's, it's, yeah. it's the right level. The Armada. Though, I'll let them speak for themselves. I, there's three people that are candidates. For oh that, wow, so okay, it's not, that's gonna not be a problem. Um, no, no, yeah, we got what's the numbers. Next? Who else you got? Uh, random here. Rocket, uh, none other than Jake Hare Kennedy. Uh, Jake, where's he at? He's not even here. Not even here to. All right, please. <laughs> okay. Um, Iron, face. Iron Face, Ryan Davis. Uh, he gets hit in face every warm-ups. So yeah, <laughs> only keep an eye. Only warm-ups. warm-ups. Okay. So Swiss Army Knife. I voted for myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I just felt like I did a lot of stuff uh, for the team already at this point. Uh, I have to say, I really enjoyed. It was your your second game against uh, Minnesota. Uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee, yeah. Uh, the other M in the country. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. And you're winning. You just conceded a goal. It was then like level 33 33. Mm-hmm. And you decide then. This Look, is the right time. All right. It's not this is the right time con- for a goalkeeper to come con- and save con- the day. Context, <laughs> context of the situation. We were struggling to move the ball. And there's late stages. <laughs> That's when he needs the goalkeeper. So, yeah, I'm going to come, come and take care of business. And, you know, it generated something, nothing negative. So, yeah, I'd say the score was? We did lose. <laughs> we did lose. 35, 33, 34, 36. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we, yes. All right. But yeah, that's, uh, that is a, a fair one, I think, for yeah. Swiss Army Knife. You yeah, did a bit yeah, of everything. Because mm-hmm. you didn't expect to play in goal. I, I, I expected to only play in goal. And then the first game, they had me play in the court, which I yeah. never play in court except for practice. So I got to teach the kids, the children, how to play the game. <laughs> so, um, Any other nominees uh, here? Butter knife, knife. Uh, Charlie Harper. Yeah, yeah, he pretty much just slam dunk every right wing shot as a right-handed guy that uh, we just take care of business. So, uh, heat of the moment also goes to Ryan Davis uh, for his two-minute after yelling at the referee. Yeah, I yelled the same thing first, and I didn't get a two-minute, and then he yelled it after I yelled it. So, um, so yeah, so that was, nice. that's, that's it, the pandas. So Very good. Uh, Thank you, right. J.D. Of course. Thank you. For Speaker on it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there's your piece. Oh yeah. There's your piece of paper. Okay. So let's ask yeah. about Handball Club Toronto. Well, I- I'm fairly new to it actually. <laughs> <laughs> so so this, this, is, this is awful. Perfect. <laughs> um, no, because pandemic happened, and for me, uh, I, I'm two years into handball now. Like okay. very very new. Um, and hockey in Canada is very expensive. So I was like, oh, I played gym class handball, which is a dodgeball and shooting from a three point line, no contact. And I'm like, I enjoy that. Hello. <laughs> um, so I found Toronto Handwell Club, and I genuinely thought it was the same thing. And within a month, I was in Montreal in a tournament. And 
I joked about it last year, and now I'm in Michigan, and now I'm in Michigan again. There you are. And I talk enough that they bring me here, so. That's perfect. And we did hear that we have, in this audience, the son of the founder of Handball in Canada. Right? Right? Please stand up. Please stand up. (laughs) (laughs) The family that brought handball to Canada, so. uh, Lovely. And uh, so how many, are there any Toronto people who've been around for maybe like six, seven, eight years? Does anyone remember Mark Ferguson? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Is he still involved somehow? No, he became a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Mark played handball with us yeah. for many years in the Irish national team. Yeah, he played, I actually just texted him and he's like, Minus Chris and Alex. Are they talking shit? <laughs> yes. Uh, he knows as well. Yeah. But yes, lovely guy. Anyway, give us your nominations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for the shithousery, uh, Stefan there was already talking enough for us. Um, yeah, the feisty guy get, gets involved. Honestly, genuinely, no one's dirty on our team. Um, You're but Canadian. He, I, uh, but he, <laughs> that's the hardest one. <laughs> Gen- genuinely. Uh, but he can get under my skin too in practice. So okay. he, he gets so. Oh, what, what does he do that's particularly annoying? What do you do? <laughs> he talks well. Oh, he talks well. He talks well. Okay. He swears in German. <laughs> <laughs> well, he swears in German, I don't understand German, so that okay. doesn't get to me as much. No. But uh, uh, what, what, what does get to you in training? What it was Stuffing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's a training. Oh. No, no, I enjoy it. it it's uh, for me. Like I, I ran like cross country for years, so it's like not really team environment. Yeah. So I joined here, and I'm like, oh, like everyone enjoys it. Everyone's showing up here. We're all enjoying each other's company. So it's a, it's a good group. I find usually people like that. You prefer to have them on your team than against you, though. Oh, absolutely. When they're a pain in the arse. Always a gem. So, yeah. There you go. Okay. What else you got for us? Uh, the rocket, Rafa. Uh, Where's Rafa? Yeah. Uh, off of Rafa's request, he, he he would also like to be nominated for sexiest man on the team. Ah, sexiest <laughs> rocket. Sexiest. Yeah, rocket. yeah, we'll, we'll call it the silver fox. Um, I, I he also gets my vote for it. Okay, we'll keep it for the rocket. Oh, both. Uh, both. Okay. Um, let me let me get a good look at him there. Rafa, stand up. Rafa, give us stand. Give us a twirl. Uh, for all the listeners, imagine a mix of Ryan Reynolds and God himself, and that's oh. just the back of the room. I love the audio description. I like it. Yes. Okay. As your random rocket. Slash yeah, he, sexy, he, sexy he, I, I think Rafa's not aggressive enough. Uh, oh, in general. In general, he'll score. He'll chip a penalty shot when we absolutely need to score it, which is stressful, but yeah. it goes in. You, you score from a lot of angles, eh? You do very well. We we did lose today, so maybe not today. I don't think we win a lot of awards today. No. Okay. Nice. What else? Uh, yeah. Iron, our Iron Face. face. Uh, uh, we got both our goalies. Uh, I have a funny story. My second practice. I said, "Hey, like, as a shooter, is there anything I can do wrong?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, if you hit a goalie in the face next year, it's a red card." And I'm like, "Oh, like, does that happen often?" And they're like, "No, not really, because if you're uncontested, you don't do it." And I never threw a stick him before this practice. So uh, within a span of six minutes, I hit both goalies in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Wide open, uncontested. No one in my way. 
and joked with the second goalie I was that I didn't hit yet, saying at least that wasn't you, and then we switched sides, <laughs> and then immediately hit Andy in the face. What position do you play? Oh, well, when I get out there, wing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst then. So someone who's like pretty new, playing in the wing, particularly if they've got resin, and just like stuck. Yeah, right, right-handed, right wing, because no we don't have a oh, lot of left-hand that's, shooters. That's oh, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, in that's, the face or in the ball. Exactly, <laughs> and, and I like that right-hand corner, oh. which is where their face is. It looks so open. <laughs> it looks so frog. Oh. You know, if I could only aim there, especially at the beginning. Um, oh, okay. So the names are Vlad and? Uh, Vlad and Andy, both Andy. are goalies. Okay. Well, we have some goalies at home that, you know, I've banged up too, but <laughs> <laughs> those are the two that are here. All right, so uh, anyone facing Toronto Andy, and, No, no, yeah. don't worry, don't worry. It's only my team I hit in the face. All oh, right, okay. Not <laughs> yeah. I know it's a red in a game. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Swiss Army Knife, Glenn. Is Glenn here? Yeah. Glenn. Yeah. Glenn! Glenn's dressed up as well. Oh, oh, he, he's giving Rafa a run for his money. Um, Handsome men at the back there. I, I think for the good first half, Glenn was with us. He like strictly played wing, and then we were short, and he just started playing back, and now he plays everywhere. Oh, okay. You know, he's got a good shot, quick, and jump. Dude, how good of a defender are you? Glenn, how good of a defender? Defender. 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 You're a knife. Defense is yeah. also important. <laughs> and he dresses well too. That that should be involved. <laughs> he them away with Can we be nominated as best dressed team if I got a few of the guys to stand up? Uh, I, I mean that's uh, that's looking pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah, we're two say. for two out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll try. I mean, okay. all three of us really. I know. Well, uh, yeah, party yeah, shirts on. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why we're here. So what else? Butter knife. The butter knife. It was me. I thought it was going to be because of, because of running. Um, but they made sure to write in brackets here. It's for my talking. <laughs> oh no! no not <laughs> the only thing you can do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we talking trash talking here? No. Because trash talking. Just, 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 just speaking loudly. Okay. And that's good. That's a good skill in humble in communication. But I'm so new that especially the first. Your, it wasn't useful communication. <laughs> it, go score the gut thing. <laughs> well, a big thing for me was I, I'd say like turn, and they'd be like, or like face, and they'd kind of look at me because it's just not our lingo. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, like second wave, and they're like, oh, now we know what's going on. And I'm like, all right, now everyone's on the same page because I'm just pulling from like hockey or soccer or something. <laughs> so it's a lot of words, especially in the first year, not a lot of useful words, just like. What's your favorite thing to shout on the court? What's your go-to thing? I say lovely a lot now when we love things. Lovely. Well. lovely. Oh. That's very Irish. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm lovely. a big fan of lovely as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, and finally. Heat, heat of the, the moment. moment. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny fouls a lot. Giorgiani. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny. Ah, Johnny. Johnny. Italian. Is it? A, is Gianni not, not Italian? What's Johnny's background? Romanian. 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 Uh, oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that was just a name, Gianni. Gianni has like yeah, well, Gianni has. Uh, we have an Italian former teammate uh, who, uh, well, early in my career, uh, hip checked me into a wall from the wing and gave me a concussion, and then uh, tripped me up by the leg another time, and gave me the best advice I've ever been given as a young player, and actually fitting for you as well. So he said, look, in a match, if this is very important, I think, for this level of handball as well. In a match, if the goalkeeper saves the first shot against you, it's okay. But if they save the second shot against you, third shot, in the face, then, then he won't save anymore. <laughs> that was our Gianni. And that was our Gianni. Yeah, tell us about your Gianni. I mean, I think I've hit the goalies in the face enough yeah, for my exactly. team. Gianni's good. 
Uh, Johnny Johnny's banged me below the belt a few times going past me with swim moves. He he goes low a few times. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. <laughs> so one arm goes over the other. Yeah. <laughs> I say, it sounds like some good shit has a result. It is. Well, keep it's, an eye out for Johnny in the in the. The first time it happens in a practice, you know you're good. The second time you're like, dude, please just go around. Me. Like, <laughs> no. We're scrimmaging. We've got no subs. It's all good. Go around, please. Nice. All right. Thank you well, so thank you much. Lots. Excellent. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. You pick the next one. Okay. All pick right. Let's have a look here. Here we go. Oh, we got the beach. Okay. Pick one quickly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go for R.I.P. Anyone from R.I.P. here? Rip. 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 Come on up. <laughs> What's your name? It's not on a piece of paper. It's Michelle what? Nitsa. Nitsa. Everyone welcome Michelle Nitsa. Okay. It's R.I.P. or RIP? <laughs> Are we, are we standing for this yeah. one? No, no, I guess it's, it's, it's a good story. Yeah, yeah well, okay. I actually, Michelle, I have wondered about, because uh, RIP is like a beach handball club, yeah. generally, right? Um, in my part of the world, it usually means for rest in, rest in peace, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that also fitting for this team? No, I mean, no. we do die in the sand sometimes because sunshine and sand <laughs> and stuff like that, yeah. and cardio can be hard once in a while. But uh, no, it's actually short for Riptide. Riptide, okay. Oh. Our mascot is a shark. That's <laughs> ah, really cool. And so where is the team based? Los Angeles. Okay. And you are based? New York. Okay. <laughs> is there anyone to travel from Los Angeles? Mm, no, I mean, Katie Ann's in Ohio. Like, we're all okay. over the place, but the practice is in Los Angeles. Right, yeah. And your heart there. is in Los Angeles. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So you have your list here. And yes. you're going to take us through. Shall we begin with the Adrian Shipush? Yeah, uh, so we gave it to Renata. We didn't really know who to like, kind of give these to because okay. we've been playing Orlando the entire time for like the last game and there hasn't really been a solid like category for each person okay. except for Random Rocket. Um, but we gave it to Renata just because she spent a little bit more time on the floor than other players when she got hurt. Is this like a historical <laughs> thing? Is she... Always doing this? No, like no, we haven't really played her this. Just no. this tournament. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay. All right, then let's move on to the random rocket then. Random rocket we gave to Kess, who is on, I'm playing for Canada for this, which is RIP and Canada, like, kind of combined. Okay. And Kess has just been a baller because every once in a while she decides to take this random shot that we're all like, all right, what's going on here? And then it just goes in and it's amazing. Is Kess the one who wore the amazing sunglasses today? No. No. Uh, Kess is Kira. 13. Kira. Okay. Yeah, Kira's, yeah. I just saw her score one, and then I saw her come off with those sunglasses. I was like, wow, how do you play in those? Because you're like, <laughs> <laughs> cover half of the face. They're glorious, but anyway, on to Kess, sorry. More on Kess. Anything else you can tell us about Kess and her random rockets? She's a badass. Okay. And yeah. she wears 13, which is my preferred number, so I like uh, her even okay. more. Okay, nice. But which yeah. number do you have, then? Uh, right now, 11, but it's only for as long as the tape decides to stay on. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, the first time we played Beach Ample with our team in Ireland, the Brass Bros, uh, we couldn't get jerseys on time, 
So one of our guys bought uh, one set of white and one set of green, basically wife beaters, these like really terrible t-shirts. And uh, we spray painted our logo on the night before. <laughs> the logo that was designed the night before. Exactly. And they, were, they lasted just about for the whole tournament, but they were absolutely manky by the end of it. So tape, yeah, I can appreciate that. Very good. Doesn't get in your hair. Okay, there you go. <laughs> So what else have you got for us? Um, well, Iron Face was me, just because I think we're I'm the only one that got hit in the face today. <laughs> Are you play or a defender? Uh, I was no, I was defender. Um, it was an offender that hit me in the face. Um, okay. Yeah, because I was like looking if she, I had a nosebleed or whatever. Because I think she cut the inside of my nose. But we're good with, with her hand. I'm not totally sure. Okay. Blood yeah. is blood is pretty good. That's or is that Wait, opposite what? of an iron face in terms of you're, you're pretty weak. I mean, <laughs> no, I think rugby too. Before rugby <laughs> basketball, we always said give blood, play rugby. Fair, so fair. maybe it's the same thing with handball. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Very good. Very fitting iron face. The first blood. Well, we have one of our our adopted goalkeepers for beach, uh, Julian, got a bloody hand. We don't really know Ow. how that happened. Have you figured Ow. that out? Yeah, I hit the pipe. Okay. Well, the goal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 the pipe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Swiss Army Knife. That's pretty Swiss Army Knife. Yeah. She's pretty badass, yeah, like, overall. Lee Chambo was very good for, like, exposing the, the Swiss Army Knives among us. That's true. Uh, and also the Butter Knives. Butter Knives. Yes, those who can only literally do one thing. <laughs> we didn't even write in Butter Knife. You're all we just, just missed good? it. That's yeah. fine. Fine, fine. Then what's the last one? Uh, Heat of oh, the Moment. Heat of the Heat Moment we gave to, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Kibe, the coach from Orlando. Tell us why. Because he's just... Boisterous. <laughs> 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 <I don't know. laughs> on, on the bench, uh, he was the only one that got a warning from the refs today uh, okay. uh, for the Orlando side. Like he's just, just big. He <laughs> was kind of an obvious one for us. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about you then, your life in handball. How did you get involved? I was living in Los Angeles, and I try. I was playing beach volleyball because I played basketball and rugby before this. And then Raj on the men's beach team was like, hey, you have all the time to like try, like do volleyball, why don't you try beach handball? And then I met her and then I was stuck. And then I ended up oh. moving back to New York, at first Boston and New York. But when I was in Boston, like it, I had started just as the pandemic happened. So then there was like another two years of not playing. And then I went to a, Fl- I don't know if anyone's been to Flanders. Well, I know yeah. AD's been to Flanders. Uh, he was actually at that event. Where I went down there and I was like, I really want to learn how to do this. And I met a couple of the guys down there uh, who were like, oh, you run because I'm a trainer. So I like run and do whatever. And they're like, oh, well, we run like every Tuesday and Thursday night. And then they slowly were like, you play for you played on Boston, but like it didn't happen. Like, come play with us. And so I started playing with New York. And granted, I have my rule of don't date handball players. And I do that anyway. Uh, so I'm with one of the guys on that team um but i've been playing for new york for since then and like i kind of i've been around it for a long time so the first time anyone ever stopped and showed me like this is what you do was like october 2021 
And wow, um, okay, so not very, not very long then. No, and like okay. before that, it was just like I would show up to tournaments and like kind of watch people and try to mimic like what they're doing because I'm like, hey, this looks fun. Let me like let, try it. And then I've been playing with New York ever since. Nice, so, that's cool. And very then good. I just showed up to this because I was bored. That's great. And Joey's cool. Yeah, Joey's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, so you're one of the free agents then, so yeah. to speak. Okay, like us, very nice. Uh, and you lived in Boston for two years, you said? No, I oh. lived in Boston for like three. I was in LA before that. I'm from New York. I'm from Long Island. Right. And then I uh, lived in Boston for a few years and then I just decided to move back to New York because I really got on well with the New York team and okay. I needed an excuse to be back there that wasn't... So you moved to like, New York for Humble. Yeah, pretty much. That's incredible. But they're the ones that convinced me to go into the to try out for the national team okay. and I'm in the player pool for the national team. Okay. So I just go to like those camps and Learn bad habits. Now I'm unlearning the bad habits, and I'm relearning the good ones. Okay. Do you prefer a beach or indoor? Indoor, by oh. far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like beach. Yeah, I love indoor. Okay, and the reason I asked about Boston is because Alex has just moved to Boston. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any anything? Any hints for him about? Make best friends with Flavi. Flavi. Flavi is the best. Okay. Oh, and the team. Uh, no, I don't know who the teammates uh, anymore because the girls that were there in when I like starts like started there were really 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 cool, um, and I love them. And I just don't really know anybody on the team outside Marianne. But I think Marianne's living in San Diego right now, so I don't I can't actually really name anybody that's on the team. That's cool. Alex, yeah. it might change. Yeah. Might change. Up. Yeah. Flavie, I'll keep an eye on. Alex has been there for two months and uh, attended one training session. One training. Yes. So. One training in preparation yeah. for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Garen Christensen. Garen Christensen. Okay, very good. Garen, take us through the list. Uh, we'll go have a look there because yeah, I got to read this. I haven't yeah. seen this yet. And uh, tell us, <laughs> tell us a couple that really stand out for you that you think like hold true. Well, I mean, I I gotta take a step back because I mean I haven't met everyone until we got here. Oh, oh that's which, true. Uh, yeah. Really which was about uh, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, it depends because like I got here at three thirty yesterday, which I thought was organized. We were good. If you've been to Canada, you know that if you book a flight, you don't know if you're going to get there on, on time or if you're going to get there a week and a half later. So you, you never know. So uh, we booked early and got here, and I met uh, the rest of the team, I think, last night. So it was not too bad, but I guess we'll start at the top. So uh, so for the Adrian Award for Excellence for shit housing, is that what you call That's it? That's right. That is exactly what it was. Actually, I don't even need to read this. It was Stefan from the beginning. I, I, I met him two days ago, and it was before we hit the court. I knew it was Stefan, like just, just the way he talks. You, you know, it's going to be him. And then we hit the court, and it's like, man, this is beach handball. This is not court handball. It's it's beach, and he's hitting you, and but he's not hitting you. But he's hitting you, and he's stripping the ball, and he's he's excellent at uh, pretending that he's uh, innocent, but he's not. Okay. It's, uh, uh, Stefan, stand up there. Yeah, please stand up because we got known you for a day and a half. because ah, we're playing you tomorrow, so I need to watch out. <laughs> In that case, you take it back. Then uh, the guy who you're looking for is Steve. Uh, Steve, please stand up. No, it's Stefan. No, it's Steve. It's Steve. <laughs> 
Steve it's definitely Steve. Actually, we don't play Steve because uh, Steve uh, played for five minutes once in LA and broke his hand. So we don't we don't allow Steve to play anymore. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it is what it is. So uh, second, we got up the random rocket, and I actually agree with this one too because uh, Kincaid, please stand up because. Kincaid, we never know what you're going to do. Are you going to shoot? Are you going to pass? Are you going to do the most... We don't know what you're going to do at any point in time. It could be on the court. It could be off the court. But uh, So I've grown up with Kincaid from, I don't know, when I was about 15, I met Kincaid, and I still don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> I played with him for Pitty years. Of a I, I, I have, I have played life with him. and on the court. Huh? <laughs> Literally for years, I've played with him on the court, on, on court handball, on beach handball, and I need to be ready for a pass. It's got to be hitting me perfect. It's got to be hitting me. i got to be diving for it. It could come from anywhere, or he could pass to the other team. We don't know. <laughs> Everyone's got to be ready at all times. You never know what's going to happen. I like that. This is, a, this is the most compelling case of far for a random rocket. Yeah, well, and even to add to that, so... Uh, it leans into the random yeah, element. Yeah. Well, even, yeah, even to add much about the rocket element, yeah. but we can... Yeah, we can yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll add to the rocket, but so there's three of us from Alberta who, uh, we came here to play beach handball, but we brought our shoes. You know, now someone might need a, might need a player or two, we'll, we'll play. So we've been playing for DC, and, and uh, Kincaid, he's, he's a right wing. He's been playing center back. He's been playing right back. He's playing right back, and he he lets loose a pretzel shot that nobody saw any nobody in the building saw coming. It goes in, and I'm I'm playing offense, and all of a sudden the ball's in the net, and I'm like, "What's going on?" But that was a rocket from the right back that came randomly, and I have no idea. So it it, it fits. And Iron Face, I'm going to argue with uh, with Toronto and and Andy because Andy actually came from Alberta, and I've played with Andy since I was in the grade about nine. And Ethan I met about two years later, and Ethan takes a, a ball to the face about every single practice, every single game. We measure how well he plays based on the number of concussions he receives per <laughs> tournament. It's, uh... Well, you're he, not supposed to have more than one per tournament. As long as you don't go to the hospital, you're allowed to keep couch, playing. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it works. And, uh, so he's looking over him, making sure he doesn't fall asleep? No, don't look <laughs> over him, because uh, well, if you look over him, then maybe he'll fall over. If you don't look, then he'll keep playing. So <laughs> Iron Face is always easy. I like it. Swiss Army Knife. Oh, it's in, it's in warm-up. It's in, uh, yeah. So Swiss Army Knife is, uh, oh, it's me. <laughs> so I'd like to call, hey, am I allowed to call in some help? Because I, I don't like to talk about myself. So really? uh, can somebody please from Alberta, Toronto, Canada, any, anybody please stand up and talk about me. Why do you think they nominated you? Well, I, I don't know. I guess uh, I'm not very big, but uh, <laughs> I played every, I played every single position out there. So I don't know. I started playing handball in grade seven, and in grade seven to nine, I was a goalie, I was a center back, and uh, well, I think it, it does make sense because you came here to play beach, and you brought your handball shoes along, I, I, well, and then actually, you started playing indoor as well. So uh, that's a pretty Cesare knife move. Uh, that is true. I, I'm, I'm, I am ready. If somebody needs me, oh, I will play. So, I mean, that's the only time I get recognition. So, oh, you, what position is your favorite in indoor? In indoor, I'm I'm left wing. Left wing, because you played there against us today. Yeah. And so. I went in the wing, and I heard you say, "Oh, an actual left-hander. I have to do something now." Yeah, I know. That, that's the epitome of, of like, my. Don't make me work. That's that's the epitome of my existence. I get I get a call. I go, "Oh shit! I actually have to play." <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I guess I'm ready to there play. You go. Play whenever. So. And the butter knife on your team? 
no one in Canada is a butter knife. No. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me get this straight. What a weird flex. <laughs> I'd like to point this out. Butter is soft. And we aren't soft. Okay. <laughs> and if, it, if it's minus 50, we're out working. If it's plus 30, we're struggling, but we're out working. And if it's anywhere in between, we'll meet you to the task. <laughs> it's, uh, we don't, we don't, uh, there's no softness in Canada. No, okay. no you are, you are, you are built to tackle any, ta any challenge that is placed in front of you. Okay. You got, we got the Rockies, you climb the mountains. You got the marshes in Manitoba, you swim right through them. And then you go to the East Coast and you go fishing and you tackle any shark that comes your way. You bring us away, even if it's I'd like to say that in the last three years we have been we've been really pushing the beach league and uh, or the beach team and we are covered in ice and snow for eight months of the year so yeah. if anyone can, can do it we can do it so there's no it. butter knife in Canada nice. okay okay <laughs> heat of the moment then heat of the moment <laughs> can this interview be the heat of the moment <laughs> no this has been amazing no it can't because I'm reading this and it's got to be the Spaniard Spaniard, please stand up. Has he got a name? <laughs> the Spaniard has a name. His name is Marty. So Marty has been Marty? recently introduced to uh, to our teams in Canada, and he is he's the most intense, most passionate man I've ever met. And I don't know what it is, but he's he's there every time. He he saved our ass on the beach court today. And I mean, diving if saves. diving yeah. saves after diving saves, I gotta say this: we got um, two of the goalies here with us are some two of uh, I would say. Yeah, they're the two best goalies in Canada. They are fantastic. They give everything they got, and heat of the moment, we're playing. He's a goalie, and he is. Um, he's he's grabbing me. So you got you got you got to do something on offense, or I'm gonna have to take it over because you guys are just you guys don't have it. I have it though, and he can, he's gonna be there. So I don't know. It's it's Marty all the way because you good. know what? Heat of the moment, positive. Always positive. If it's we got to rise to the occasion, he's there. If he's got to calm a teammate because he's also the heat of the moment, about to be throw our entire team out of a tournament, he's also there to calm him down. So I got to go with Marty. He's the he Love is it. always the heat, heat of the moment. Good stuff. Well done, Marty, and well done you. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> yeah, thank you for throwing me in the spot. We're almost done. We only have Columbus Armada and uh, Detroit, so I think because we've already had them featured on the show, we're going to do them like quick fire, side by side. So let's have someone from Columbus Armada and someone from Detroit up on the stage. Let's go. Good standing. <laughs> so how we get? I think we do it like. Uh, how about you debate, debate style? <laughs> like, only only fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds per nomination. All right. All right. And we have Kurt. Hi. Yes. Hi. And we have Richard. Yep. Co-owner of the Armada. Uh, I'm just a guy. Just a guy. <laughs> just a guy with a love of handball. I like to throw ball. There you go. And you like to save ball. I like to. Save I'd be surprised ball. if you're not in this list. But anyway, let's go. Start with uh, Columbus Armada. Kurt? Certainly. For our uh, Shithauser Award, we have Thomas Royce. Thomas has an uncanny ability to stand and be run into by people. Oh. And uh, occasionally maybe sticks an arm out here or there, which uh, may or may not end up in someone laying on the floor. Uh, he doesn't really, uh, you know, make it a point to be that kind of way. It just kind of attracts to him. And uh, after all, 
That is uh, what happens when you're like six nine and freaking giant. I don't know. Very good. So for us, uh, the Adrian Sippos Award is uh, Julian Geiger. He likes to uh, get on the people's skin, but he always laughs at it. Like it's almost like sinister. He's like pushes you, elbows you, and then you laughs at you. It's uh, yeah. It's I think it's a talent. Yeah, that's a great ability because Julian got two two minutes. Two, in the two first minutes, yeah. Ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then didn't get sent off. Ah, yeah, game. that is impressive. Yeah. But he also didn't play defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah great, great coaching as well. After that, it was like, okay, so Julian's going to play an attack. Alex, you're going to come in and do defense for him. Okay, and next up, we're going to go for. Random Rocket. Absolutely. So Columbus has Devin Bartlett for Random Rocket. He scored uh, zero of these goals, but he shot about five goals. A uh, mixture of between his legs, facing away from the goal, <laughs> behind the back, over his shoulder. Every single one of them is seen for both games was not called as a, uh, a follow-through. So none of them actually counted. But Devin was hitting those all day. He was begging the referees to just let one stick. <laughs> and they just did it. And fair enough. The refs make the refs' choices. But uh, he, he would have had some, some ridiculous highlight reels if any of those things counted. <laughs> well, Devin, you've got recognition. There you go. So for us, the random rocket is uh, Caleb. Uh, he's uh, one of our... Uh, Detroit-grown, homegrown players that doesn't know anything about handball and uh, is still <laughs> learning. And uh, yeah, he does uh, nothing particularly really well. But then this is one moment where he'll score in the tournament, yeah. and we're like, okay, well, that's just happened. But uh, oh, yeah. we love him. We love him. We love him. You know, he, he comes out and he tries really hard. So that's a good thing. That's, good. that's all that Oh, uh, we're, we're on to uh, Iron, 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 Iron Face. Iron Face. Um, yeah, yeah, Iron I feel like this good one's Absolutely. Coming so, uh, of course, everybody on Columbus is extremely good. That's why we're undefeated indoors today. Um, but for Iron Face, we have another than Wait the... a second. Is that not just because you've got all these Nyack boys? <laughs> the last time I last time I checked, the uh, the win column doesn't have an asterisk. Next oh, really? to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Iron Face goes to a non-Nyack player from down in Kentucky, okay. Jacob Roberts, who uh, has put on a Julian Delanor over in his prime performance um, today. He's taken. I don't think he ever took a shot directly in the face, but he had one shot that uh, he specifically said he felt like he was getting throated by the player who shot it. <laughs> was his was his statement? Um, but he he did go down for about thirty seconds after that one. But other than that, he got hit on every other part of his body too. So I think he deserves that one very day. Very nice. Yeah, uh, for us it was, uh, they voted me, yeah. being a goalie, yeah. it just happened. I've been lucky lately, in practice I do get nailed on occasion, um, uh, but in tournaments I tend to duck pretty well, so um, I tend to avoid most of them. Well, today you did not avoid, particularly at the end of that game yeah. against DC, you were a fucking hero. Yeah. So, we, <laughs> we would have blown it if you, if you weren't there. <laughs> so, next up. All right, we have a Swiss Army knife. This one for us is going to one of the only two players to have his photo used uh, way too much by Joey Williams is Alex Recker. Oh. <laughs> Alex has uh, basically seen every part of USA Team Handball and club Team Handball in the United States and every other level of Team Handball, but Alex also has a, once again, uncanny ability to stand around and simply score goal when he wants to. Um, it's it's truly amazing to see he can play any position across the court, and uh, he's nothing less than a complete asset. 
So starting out for us as AD, AD used to uh, live in Detroit and play with us, and now he just comes and travels when we play tournament. But he's a guy that uh, I love having um, on the team because I can say, hey, play right back, play wing, you know, do whatever. He's uh, super athletic, he can throw, he can run. Um, so I, I really appreciate having him because it's as a coach, it's like you can fill the holes with him really easily. Real wild card, very nice. Very yes. nice. And actually, you could have got a nomination for Iron Face because you, you, you had a little oh, yeah. over the head <laughs> pass that, that went. Oh, yeah, and then you got three people on and then an elbow in the face. That's again more stuff. That was true. Butter knife. All right, God. For Butter Knife, we have uh, Mustafa, who is absolutely not some guy that we just kind of got from Nyack because they didn't show us. <laughs> but uh, Mustafa has a amazing ability to uh, relate things to soccer, just so people understand a little bit, to uh, be Iron Robin. He cuts inside, he takes his jump, he takes his shot, and it goes in every single time. He was playing the left wing for you. Yeah. They, oh, it yeah. seems like Mustafa moves at like 40% speed, but that's yeah. still faster yeah. than everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he has, he has like the step. That's what he has like, the step that no one else really has and can count. I think it was in your game against, it might have been, oh no, against Orlando. And yeah, he was went on one of these fast breaks like at 40%, yeah. scored, and then ambled back, like let the whole attack happen afterwards. And then he was like, oh, I think they're going to turn over, and then he just waited to go to counter attack. Yes. The game was there, and he was like, I'm ready. Yeah, his, uh, his, his favorite fruit to pick is cherries. <laughs> uh, yeah, for Detroit, uh, Butter Knife is going to be Brendan. Um, he runs, he, he jumps, and he shoots from the wing, and he does that really well. Uh, and Brendan just had the hottest streak on the beach. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Yes. that was uh, it was wild. Yeah. Single-handedly <laughs> took down Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Canada! We got Brendan for you tomorrow. <laughs> Finally, heat of the moment. Oh boy! So for heat of the moment, we have uh, the player that really makes player management uh, part of my job title. Um, Mike King is very much probably the most skilled guy on the court at any point in time. Um, he has the switch in his head where he can simply decide to score at will and there's nothing you can do to stop it. He also has the other switch right next to it which says, actually, ref, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for, for that, frankly put, uh, Mike has so much personality to him that you, you cannot not give this to him. Also, for reference, he did sign this. <laughs> Very good. Just preparing uh, for your political career, yeah, right? Uh, afterwards. I, I did see you earlier and thought, oh, there's a contender for the Swiss Army knife. Oh, yeah. But uh, I guess I didn't see the other side of it. So, yeah. He'd have more for us. We don't really have many hotheads on the team. I mean, there's a couple that maybe get a little. But So I wanted to give it to actually Joey because yeah. we have this tournament because I heat of more moment of USA Team Handball kind of pulling away the second, second Adrian tournament. Uh, he decided we're doing this. Yes, you! <laughs> Lovely. All right. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Go. Well, it's been a longer show than we planned. We didn't think the uh, JD Orbit would take so long. <laughs> 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 it was incredibly entertaining. It's definitely worth it. Thank you all so much for joining us this evening. It's been a pleasure to uh, share our nonsense with you. Uh, one little reminder again, please. 
follow, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, we're on all the socials as well. We've been vlogging uh, on Instagram, uh, which is basically just <laughs> worse than anything we've ever done before because the most talented person in terms of content creation is Brian Campion. We're here for the talking bit. Uh, Brian is, is very much the, the genius at work, so he'll be sad to see what we've been coming up with <laughs> the last day. But maybe next year we'll have all three of us if uh, Joey's able to give us even more budget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we'll get a bigger room! Yeah, we'll get a bigger room. <laughs> Thank you, guys.